Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Wednesday to you. Hump Day edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. August 16th, 2023. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen here on your Wednesday morning. Nick Roush will be joining us a little bit later on in the show. He is taking his kid to his first day of school. So... No Roush for probably the first segment or two, but you got Scoots and myself, the best producer in all of radio, Justin Kalen. Justin, how are you doing on this Wednesday morning? I'm doing fantastic. I was struggling to figure out how I was doing because I'm a little bit tired. I've got a small little headache, but overall, I am great. I uh, was able, or Gil cut our whole grass last night, so I cleaned the whole inside of our house. So I know when I go home today, I'm going home to a clean house and a nice, freshly cut yard. So that always makes you feel good. And we're only, what, two days away from high school football now? So getting geared up for that as well. I've got to knock out some game notes today. Got a pretty big day. Haircut on tap as well, so that that's always fun. I'll, I, there's something about a day waking up and you know that you're getting your haircut that day. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing, nothing better. I could think of no less than two thousand <laughs> things better than that. I just, just, I off the, just off the top of my head. I mean, I'm sure there's more, but at least two K right there off the jump. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know what it is, but something about haircut day. I just, I got a little extra pep in my step. There, I, I'm, I'm always the only male in there when I go get my haircut. It's like a female shop, I guess. And so that's always fun going in there, being the only guy and chopping it up with the ladies. So yeah, really looking forward to that tonight. But overall, it's gonna be a gonna be a great day. Weather was freaking awesome yesterday. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, holy yeah, that was smokes! Probably the best weather day of the the summer. I I loved it. It didn't it did not get into the 80s. Felt like it was in the 70s, even low 70s for the the majority of the day. And yet cloud coverage too, which was great. Oh yeah, yesterday's weather was was phenomenal. Funny you mentioned haircut. I I need one badly, and I go to no big deal. Any people that have heard KRC over the past couple of years have heard us talk about this, but I I go to a salon. Yeah, same, same with me. 
Yeah, it's just we're fancy, elegant people. You yeah, know? absolutely. That's what, that's, that's what we do. Um, in all seriousness, there was a, a friend that was like, hey, there's this place. I know this woman. She does men's hair, does a really good job with it. You should go check her out. And I went and did. She did She did do a good job even with my pathetic head of hair. <laughs> but she was really nice, and I like it was just a good experience. So I was like, all right, I'll be your customer. Thing is, she's really popular. It's hard. To, like, you can't. She's usually booked up weeks in advance. But the thing mm. that they do, what they tell you, Scoots, is they say, after you get your hair cut, just, you know, next time you think you're going to need one, just go ahead and book that date and boom, you're already locked in. You won't have to worry about scheduling when you need one. Because when you need one and you try to schedule with her, you're not you're not going to be able to do it. And I've fallen into this, like, it's it's been about, it's ongoing about six months now where it's, I guess I whatever my last haircut with her, I didn't schedule one well in advance, and I just haven't been able to get in since I've actually needed a haircut, Scoot. So I've been going to like the local barber just right by where I work, and you don't need a reservation there. You can walk in, and all I tell them is just like all I need is just the slightest little trim, um, because when I need a real haircut, I don't say this to them, obviously. When I need a real haircut, I'll go back to the salon. Makes well, sense. after I got my little after I got my little trim the last time, I forgot to like book a reservation months in advance or weeks in advance in my other place. So here I am again, now needing another haircut, but can't get into my normal person. And the last two times I've gone to the place right by my house, it's been packed like out the door, people waiting in chairs. And there's no way I'm gonna wait more than five to 10 minutes to get my haircut. Uh, so I've just been living with probably the longest hair I've had since maybe the pandemic, uh, but it's not a good look. It's just really long in the back. The sideburns are getting a little out of, out of control scoot. So I need one too. Uh, maybe I'll go today as well, but I'm not going to wait. I refuse to wait. Moral of the story, TJ, is you need a more flexible haircut lady because mine, she Honestly, she probably gets tired of me because I'll do the thing like I texted her yesterday morning. Hey, any chance you can get me on a haircut this week? And I do that almost every week. And she freaking tells me when I'm leaving every day or every time I get my haircut. Hey, why don't you just schedule one for like a month from now or whatever? Nah, I'm like, nah, that, that's too much planning for me. I'm, I'm a procrastinator. I like to text you last minute. But she, she always finds a way to squeeze me in. So I, I love her for that. That's great. And, the, you know, I, I'm sure if I, like, we're Instagram for friends. My, Whoa. My hairstylist hair, hair and I. Um, big time. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Me and my, me and my hairstylist I, I, are t- friends on Twitter or Twitter well, connections, great. but not Instagram. Yeah. That's a big step. I don't think it is. I don't think it's a big <laughs> step whatsoever. But you can be friends with Kentucky Roll Call on Instagram by just searching for Kentucky Roll Call. But I'm sure if I like wrote out a long message, like my hair looks even worse than it normally does, I need your help ASAP, I bet she probably would be like, all right, come, you know, after I close on Friday, I'll, I'll you know, I'll sneak in real quick. I'm sure she probably would, Scoots. I'm just not going to. I'm not going to do that to her. Yeah, I got you. How was your Tuesday? Did you get in, into anything fun? Was was stay at home daddy yesterday with the with the sick kid? Oh, with the billiard Bro. balls. With the yes, I, I took <laughs> over 
It was golf balls right over my head. <laughs> right at the end of the show, I, I went up there and I was like, "We can't, we cannot do the the ball, the golf balls while I'm doing the radio." <laughs> and Gigi, the our, our my my wife's mother, she says she was like, "Oh, you could hear that." I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." I could hear it. I felt like it was right over my head. And I felt like every time I started talking, there'd just be a ball. And then when I, and, and we can mute ourselves here so you can't hear anything in the background. And when I'd mute myself, Scoots, like, it'd be quiet. So I'd be like, oh, okay, they've moved on to something else. They've moved on to a book. They've done so. They're, they're done with the dropping balls right over my head game. And I'd unmute myself to talk, and then it would just be another, like, dunk, dunk, dunk. except 13 times louder than that. Uh, they were just playing with golf balls. She was having a good time dropping the golf balls on the hardwood floor. So good for uh, whatever her. Made, whatever made the baby happy. But then once I got done with radio, Gigi went on and, and did other things. And I was with, uh, with the sick kid all day, although I'm sure Roush could relate. And maybe you had, you can with your nieces and nephews, like even when they're sick and you can tell that they're sick, it's like, they can't comprehend that they're sick. Mm-hmm. They know that they don't feel hundred percent. But they just, she still just wanted to like run around, be bouncing off the walls, jumping on the bed, doing all this crazy stuff. The only difference you can tell is when she's sick is one, you know, coughing, sneezing, the physical stuff that you get from a kid. But she's a lot more cuddly. And it's like the sweetest thing in the world because she's never been the biggest cuddler just in general. But most of the cuddles go to her mom, which is understandable. Her mom is uh, is a great mom. She deserves the cuddles. But when she's sick, even dad gets a bunch of cuddles. So that was nice. We cuddled. We went on a a, a long wagon ride. She hates riding in the wagon. But what? I was like, Lucy, the only way we're going to go outside is if you have to stay in the wagon because you're sick. You can't, you know, she'd want to run around and be all over the neighborhood. So she did. She stayed in the wagon except for one part. She wanted to get out and help push the wagon. So we did a little part, but we... We went on a walk, enjoyed that nice weather, and then I was just basically home all day playing with a kid, which is a job in its own right. But I enjoy those days; they're great. You uh, should have made her pull the wagon, and you rode in it if she didn't want to. That's the guy. I've I've actually made that joke to her before. Um, <laughs> I would break the wagon. I think. I'm By the good. way, I, I kept meaning to look it up yesterday, and I've gotten my guesses. But can you tell me what RSV stands for? Uh, respiratory something virus. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the one I can't figure out. Is the S? Maybe like res- respiratory sinus virus or something. That nah, wouldn't be it. I don't know. Uh, but it's not fun, and not the first time that she's had it. Uh, but you just you hear them like kind of wheezing, and it's just like, oh, this is the most heartbreaking thing in the world. Uh, but hopefully she's going to be better when she's woken up today. I think she was already maybe in the process of waking up. So she can't go to school, though. So it's going to be a another another day of her at home, which I think she enjoys. But she definitely has more fun with her friends at school playing and running around. So we'll 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 keep you updated on that. Certainly, you all don't care, so I I won't keep you updated. By we have a lot to get to on today's show, Scoots. What do you have? By the way, sync deal is what it stands for. Respiratory sync deal virus. Yep. Now you now we know. That, well, I don't know what that word means. That's true. <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> we have an interesting show today, and it's one that we do wish Roush was here for all two hours for because there, there, there's 
I think takes that we would disagree on. I could see a different side of things, maybe learn some different perspectives. Maybe Scoots and I will disagree on some on some things. But Rosh will be back in a bit. We did have an interesting – I got an interesting DM from a listener, and he just did uh, for whatever reason, just didn't want to put it in the text line. I don't know if they just wanted me to kind of paraphrase it the way that we wanted to on the show. Or, But you're more than welcome to text into the Thornton's text line. With anything you've got, 502-414-1450. But the gist of this DM, Scoots, was I've been talking to this, this girl. They haven't known each other, but their friend groups have known each other. But they live at the time, at this time, in different cities, although there is a chance that they will be living in the same city or cities right next to one another in the near future. But they've been texting and Snapchatting and just kind of flirting and talking via phone, and they've never actually met in person. The way it's set up, though, Scoots, and they've they they've planned this. He says he said that there's a chance maybe they could meet potentially before this, but he doesn't think it's probably going to work out. So the first time that they're going to actually meet face to face is for the first UK football game. Whoa. And he just wanted like he, he just wanted advice. What what do we do? What do I do? How do I play it? Uh, it's the the first UK football game is a noon game too, and they do plan on hanging out afterwards, assuming things go well. It's basically going to be like an all day first date, but they're gonna have some sort of background on one another because they've been talking semi frequently for for a little bit now. Sure. And I may take some liberties with his example. If I'm wrong about anything, feel free to correct me. But he did say that, you know, I could kind of summarize it the way that that I saw. So I don't have all the details about exactly, you know, how long that they've been talking. I, I think, what what was it, just a few weeks, a month? And then now it's, what, a couple more weeks until football season starts. So let's just say that they will have been talking for a month, two months, Mutual friends, so their friends probably speak highly about one another. Mm -hmm. But the first time they're going to see each other is at the tailgate for the UK Ball State game, which is a noon kickoff. He wanted he wanted to basically know like, do we're going to be meeting up with our friends? But at any point, should it feel like should we break off after the game? Should we plan? Should I plan a dinner with her? Is that too much on the first day to be hanging out with each other? They're going to get to maybe do breakfast and brunch on Sunday because they're going to be in town for that weekend. But then he's not exactly sure when he's going to get to see her again after that. It may, you know, probably minimum a few weeks. And again, there mm. is a possibility that they may live in the same city at some point. So it's not something that's like, well, if you're not living in the same city, what's the point of ever even talking? Because to him, it seems like there is a chance that this could go further because they could be living in the same city down the road so i won't pretend to have all the details but scoots how would that's something we don't have to necessarily get into right now we can save that see what the text line thinks about that situation i think it's a little unique because that's a that's a weird way to kind of like get to know one another in person when you're kind of surrounded by not only your group of friends but also about sixty thousand other people in the stadium and then this idea to set up a dinner afterwards then you're with like you're with this person for could be could be twelve hours at the end of the day. Um, I, I didn't I didn't ask if there was like any chance for 
an overnight part of the date. Uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to like overstep my asking boundaries to that. But it's, a, it's a, I think, more interesting situa- situation than people would think. I think some people would be like, well, yeah, just go to the tailgate, hang out with her. And then if things go well, maybe keep keep hanging out afterwards. He, I have so many questions. So I assume they're both Kentucky fans since they're going to a Kentucky game. Yeah, okay. I, I don't, he's obviously a, a Kentucky fan because he listens to our show. Uh, I don't know if she's like a huge Kentucky fan or not. Uh, I I would assume. Let's either, just say that she's a she's a Cats fan. Either way, I think that's a great first date because it really it lets the other person see the fun side of you, which I, I really like that aspect. Second of all, when you say they live in different cities, like how far away? Uh, far enough away where they've been talking for a little while and they haven't met up. So I don't I don't know. I don't. He he didn't. He didn't mention at least what sh- city she lives in. I guess I could look at his Twitter profile and see if he has what city he he lives in. Um, oh, he lives in Louisville. So. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know where she lives, though. And so then somewhere not in Louisville. Third thing I have for this listener is I think you go to the game with her, maybe tailgate after the game with your friends, but you do not want to spend all night with just the friend group, because then I feel like you're going to get stuck into like a friend zone situation. So I, at some point, I think he definitely yeah. needs to pull her away for whether that be a dinner or a couple drinks at a bar or whatnot. Just he has to pull her away at some point. Yeah, it, it's gosh, it does feel like there needs to be a little strategy with like yeah. how early you all hang out together, because, you know, you don't want it, you don't want it to drag on. You don't want to feel like you're tired of the company on a first date. That would that wouldn't be a good thing. But I would go tailgate, keep your wits about you, um, go to the game. You, you know, you got to be, you could do like the cute concession stand date sort of stuff. Go, But now you can get beer, which is kind of cool. And I think Scoots is right. I think the plan needs to be, hey, after the game, let's go meet up at, I'm so bad with Lexington bars because I haven't <laughs> lived in Lexington in, in such a long time. But like back in the day, be like, let's go meet up at Tinner. We'll get a bite to eat. You get with your friend group while you're eating, and then I, I don't know. That's that's the awkward move, though. At some point, you have to be like, "Hey, me and Rebecca, Rebecca and I, Rebecca and I are gonna go grab a drink down at Staggered Inn." I'm picking just the college bars that only I'm familiar with because I don't go out in Lexington anymore, and I haven't lived there for ten years. But uh, like you have to have a breakoff point, right, Scoots? Well, and here's the thing: it it can't be planned that day. And this is coming from Mister Procrastinator, but <laughs> I would like to think that they would have plans worked out already beforehand. Like he he, I feel like needs to discuss this with her before that day. Yeah, and if there was like, like, hey, do you want to go out by yes. by ourselves and get dinner or whatever? Like that's yeah. that's okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I'd make all that. I'd, I'd make all that known. I think the fact that they're talking beforehand and it's not like a complete blind first date makes things a little bit easier, where they can kind of smooth this things out. Although, no, that does option, that does kind of make option. it awkward, though, TJ. I feel like if you, really, you get to I, know, I would some, rather have that than the alternative in every step of the way. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but you get to know a person over a phone, and then it's like you meet them in person, and it's kind of awkward because it's like, oh, I only know the phone version of you. I don't know if they've talked on the phone. Well, I mean, like, te- okay, I only know the texting version of you. Yeah, or- I, I know. I know what you mean. I just think when you're meeting somebody for the first time, and it's set up to a certain degree, I'd rather know. 
I'd rather have some sort of conversation sure. with this person. I'd yeah. rather know this person a little bit than none at all. I get what you're saying though, that like, what if, what if they're a lot more bubbly and texting conversation and then in person they're super shy or it's a lot easier. Really- it's yeah. a lot easier when you're texting to say things that you know the other person will appreciate. Whereas in real life, that can somewhat be awkward sometimes. I think the whole other scenario and situation to this would be go to the game, after the game, just make it pretty clear, like, hey, this portion of our date is over, we'll go our own separate ways, and then just you and I are doing a dinner tonight. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I love that. I love is that. that your preference? Uh, here's the thing, TJ. I don't know that we're the guys to be discussing this because you're married and I've been single for 12 years. So I'm definitively, I'm definitively not the guy. To be <laughs> I don't. You're I don't, single though. I mean, you theoretically like, you but know, I don't know how it works anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, okay. I've, I only went on one date and then got stood up for the next one. So I don't, I don't know what the play is. <laughs> well, you stood up Thornton's girl. Uh, Thornton's girl was never a thing. By the she way, by she the way, TJ, I had the spicy chicken biscuit yesterday morning. I've only ever had the spicy chicken sandwich. Holy smokes, that biscuit is so good. They don't they don't put disgusting pickles on it, do they? They don't. No, it's literally just a biscuit and chicken. It was amazing. Now you're speaking my language. In the flaky good biscuit? Oh, great biscuit. Very buttery. Yeah, it it did it fell apart a little bit, but not a whole lot. So, oh, really enjoyed well, my experience. It's an ad read, buddy. I mean, a good flaky biscuit's supposed to fall apart a little bit, right? Nice save, nice save. My buddy and I actually at the at the golf scramble on Saturday, we were talking about how bi- biscuits are tricky. They are. They're because like. A bad biscuit's disgusting. Oh, yeah. Let's just get that out there right off the get-go. But a great biscuit is one of my like most favorite forms of bread, to be honest. I can get behind that, yeah. But it's got to be like a, an elite biscuit. And, it's, and they're hard. They're hard to make. They're hard to make elite. And they have them, elite biscuits at Thornton's. I can at least attest to the spicy chicken aspect to it because I've had their spicy chicken sandwich in the afternoon. It is awesome. It's delicious cooked fresh it's not like sitting out there in the gas station for hours on end they've got an in-house chef at each store and scoots don't so, they? sometimes multiple sometimes you'll yeah. see two or three people back there cooking at the bigger ones hey it's funny that we were talking about that thornton's right there on brownsboro 42 at the waterson uh, it's shutting down what which I don't know if you like. Are you you were familiar with it, right? That little small one right there off Brownsboro, or no? It's a Brownsboro, I don't know where okay. Was. Yeah, I, you all, you all Kentucky people use the freaking numbers for roads, and I never know what you're talking about. Trevor did that yesterday on the Rutherford show. He was talking about 42, and I was like, what "The hell's 42?" Trevor doesn't know the numbers of roads. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he used 42, which is Brownsboro, uh, right? That yes. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm I am familiar with that Thornton's. That's a shame. But, it, we just were talking about it on, well, th- fear not. We were just talking about it on Kentucky Roll Call the other day. It's a small Thornton's, and supposedly it just cleans up because it's in such a great location. It's right there by the Dairy Queen where they're building the new VA hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, that Dairy Queen is closed, and they're not. That, it doesn't seem like they're ever coming back. 
which is sad. That was the Dairy Queen of my childhood. We used to, I was born in Northfield over there on the other side of Brownsboro. I only lived there for a few years, but uh, that was the Dairy Queen we'd go up to as a family. And it is now closed and it makes me sad. But that Thornton's is being closed and they are just going to rebuild it and make it bigger. because Oh, nice. And, yeah, so don't fear not that Thornton's is just going to get like a, a massive new makeover in the form of a new building. Uh, but we were just talking about it the other day, and I heard that news, and I was like, oh, that's a bummer. And then I was told that they're going to rebuild, and I said, well, that's good, because the world needs more Thorntons. You should pop into one today, get an 89-cents, 32-ounce soda, and gas prices, it's getting absolutely ridiculous. We should not be paying over $4 for a gallon of gasoline, oh. and they are going to at least help you out there a little bit with $0.05 cents off, $0.10 cents off. and. If you're a Refreshing Rewards member, which is super easy to sign up, just download their app. You're gonna save. You're gonna save money each and every time. Shows you gas prices in your area, and they'll send you special discounts, buy one get ones, all this fun stuff. We love Thornton's. We love the Thornton's text line. We love when people give us uh, not hypotheticals because this is something that's really probably going to happen. But they ask for advice, especially dating advice. Two people that have been married or in relationships for about ten years. Scoots, who hasn't been in a relationship in a good while. Since I was 22. Since so Crazy. It's been over. So, yeah, we're, we're maybe not the three people to ask in this spot. But it, that is an interesting, quote-unquote, first date. Uh, I think you have, two, you have two options. We already laid them out for you. You go to the game, and then you all just keep hanging out afterwards, and eventually you kind of split off where it's just you two, or you go to the game, and then after the game, you cut it off and say, all right, I'm going my separate way. You're going your separate way. We'll get out of all our UK gear, getting something a little fancier, and then just do a dinner date. You and I, we can meet up with our friends at a bar afterwards or wherever they want to go. I think those are your two options there. You got to take one or the other. I think I'm maybe the more that we laid them out, I think I almost lean towards the, the latter there, where after the game, you just say, I'm going my separate way. You go your separate way, and then we'll go to a dinner. It'll also give you some time, like if the game doesn't go well, you can just make up an excuse and be like, that hot dog I got at the game's not sitting well with me. TJ. Can't do dinner tonight. Also, never want to talk to you again. TJ, it's Ball State. The, the game's going to go well. There, there should be no worry no, about I don't mean, that. I don't mean in that way, Scoots. Jeez Louise. I mean, like if there's chemistry. Oh, between like, them. I got conversation, you. I of course the game's going to go well. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you were going for gameplay there, but yeah, it, it'll that, I, be a nice win. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You got to have camaraderie during the game, and then you can do the thing after the game where it's like you don't text her back for a little bit, make her make her kind of build up the anticipation. I know a lot of guys that do that. <laughs> I think there's your answer. We'll, we'll we'll maybe throw it to Roush in a summarized version when he eventually hops on. Go to the game, cut it off. And then you can kind of evaluate, but then have better plans afterwards. But I do agree with Scoots. Get all this stuff kind of set in stone beforehand. Yeah. And then, again, if you need to do the bail on the dinner, you, you of course, can do that. I know there's people listening like, that would be so mean. It would be. It would be a pretty mean thing to do. Uh, you, probably should, you probably shouldn't do it. Oh, Roush is listening, at least, <laughs> while dropping his kid off. So he says he does have some takes. Look forward to, to hearing what those are. We're going to take our first break. Uh, we've got some other drama that we need to at least address drama. in the UK world from yesterday. We'll definitely be getting into that. Uh, Roush made some 
tsunami-like waves on the recruiting scene yesterday with um, a, a flip of crystal balls. We'll have to talk about that as well. We've got a lot to get to on today's Kentucky Roll Call. Jeff Goodman and Jack Pilgrim and the sources say, guys, they debated yesterday. I've got takes on that as well. It's going to be a fun KRC. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. And I said I, I don't care if they lay me off either because I told I told Bill that if they move my desk one more time, then then I, then I'm quitting. I'm going to quit. They've moved my desk four times already this year, and I used to be over by the window and I could see the squirrels, and they were married. Well, if you want to sing out, sing out. And if you want to be free, be free Cause there's a million things to be You know that there are Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big and X Sports Radio. Go text to the next one, 502-414-1450. Scoots, the Reds lost again yesterday. I saw that. Dummies. They're, they're cooked. They're cooked. They're tied with the Chicago Cubs. No, they're cooked is what they what they're tied with is missing the playoffs is what they're tied with. So mad. I, I I've just seen this story so many times in my life. Reds give you a little bit of hope. Granted, we rarely get to August with some hope. So this is the latest in the year we've had hope. But yeah, I mean it's inevitable. They're gonna crumble and miss the playoffs. So that's they're only, cool. they're only a game back in the wild card. I mean, I guess realistically they could make it. I just I don't see it happening. I mean, it's not the like worst thing in the world to be three and seven in your last ten and still be in the thick of it. If you believe in the law of averages, that's some good baseball maybe coming down the pipe for the Reds. That's true, and we do have a favorable schedule for what it's worth. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I just, I've, I've lost all faith at this point. The Red Sox three games back in the wild card, so the Reds still, the, the Red Sox have a better record, but the Reds still in a better, better spot. So it's there's still plenty of baseball left. I'm, we're going to turn our attention to football collectively as a radio show, as a city, as a state, as a country, and rightfully so. But uh, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep tabs on it. But I did see the Reds lost, and they still haven't capitalized on their over bet yet, Scoots. Oh, it's There's no coming. way they only win like three games the rest of the year, right? No, it's coming. Pops is in good shape. Speaking of Pops, guess what Papa Scoots did on uh, Tuesday night? Or no, I guess it was would have been Monday night. I get... The- yeah, go I don't ahead. know. What do you do? What I uh, do you do? I get a call from him yesterday during Spears' show. Of course, my phone's not muted, so my the ringer's going off over air, which is always embarrassing. So I mute my mic, and I pick it up, and I'm like, hey, my duck sound just went over the air. I'll call you back when I'm done. So I call him back, and I'm like, all right, what's up? And he goes, I'm needing you to help me cash out on DraftKings. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, I won a tournament last night. It was a free tournament. I won first place or uh, $250. And I'm like, okay, well, that's pretty awesome. Congrats to you. So I was in the same tournament. Sure enough, went up to the top. There's my dad sitting on top of the leaderboard. He goes, I also used that same lineup in a dollar tournament, and I won another 1000 
So he won $1,250 on freaking DraftKings daily fantasy lineups. How ridiculous is that? What sport? Baseball? Baseball, yeah. He had... Which, I, I mean, I don't know if you, how much you know about it, but he had 214 points, which is the most I've ever had in a baseball tournament. It's probably like 145, 150 maybe. He won by, I think he beat the guy in second by like seven points. Incredible. I looked at his lineup, and this, just the guys he picked were like, what were you thinking, Dad? But it worked out, so kudos to him. Pretty cool. First, the first guy I've ever known to win like a serious amount of money on DraftKings. I've won a serious amount of money on DraftKings. On on lineups? No. Okay. No. Yeah, I mean I have too on like betting, but not never with lineups. That was that was cool. Never forget Oscar Sheway, National Player of the Year. Shout out to him for winning National Player of the Year that year. Shout out to your dad. That's sweet. Right? Sounds like drinks on Mr. Scoots. No kidding. So I had to, yeah, I had to walk him through the whole deposit process or withdrawal process last night. He uh he, he was reading me all the options. He was like, "Oh, they can pay me in PayPal. They can put it to my bank account." And I was like, "Yeah, bank account's going to be the easiest way, but you got to know your routing and account number." And he goes, "Or they could send me a check." He was like, I think I'm going to have him send me a check. I was like, oh, my gosh, Dad. You're so old. But tell tell <laughs> him to be on the lookout for it. It's kind of <laughs> hidden. You kind of forget about it. I've had the checks sent to me, and there's time. You get so much junk mail. They said it'd be two weeks until he got it. So I saw a tweet making the rounds. I don't know who was the, the originator of it, but like mail is wild. You'll... 99% of it's junk mail, but the 1% could throw you in real jail if you don't actually open it. Check it out. That's true. Very I true. am sick of mail stinks for that exact reason. It's a joke. Uh, speaking of which, the the wife got a jury duty summons. Wow. I've always wanted never, one of those. I've never actually seen one in person. I've never actually like seen what it what it looked like before. But that was she also got a, a tree survey. A tree survey? <laughs> yeah, tree survey. They, I don't know. They probably meant to send it. Up for it or, I'm not <laughs> sure if she signed up for it or not, but it's like a real, it's a real big deal. It came in like a huge package and it's like a Scantron, like standardized test sort of deal. And it came with a bunch of other stuff, just like papers. And I, yeah, I, I, they want to know her takes on trees in the Louisville, are, Kentucky area, I guess. Are we sure they didn't mean to send that to Trevor Kelsey? Not that kind of tree. Oh, d- oh, actual trees. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, not that kind of not that kind of tree. Uh, but they like gave her a bunch of, I guess, return address stickers that were like fancy and pretty and stuff. Like they they were really trying to kind of woo her to fill out the survey. <laughs> On I trees. think they even like say they'll send you a tree if you fill out the survey. <laughs> There's some incentive. This is a really old Big Exports Radio bit, but back in the day for one anniversary, I I got her a tree that we planted at our old house. I remember that, yeah. I thought it was a great gift. I got made fun of to Bolivia because of it. Was that the wood anniversary? (laughs) Yeah, I think it was. I think so too, yeah. (laughs) I think think that it was, which that was for dating, which is weirdly enough, now it's our our, our, this year was our wedding wood anniversary. I did not get her a tree, though. (laughs) Because the last one didn't work out, is it, it right? It's not still thriving, is it? We don't, we don't. I, I, I don't know. Kind of makes me sad driving by the old, the old house that I lived at, and you have to go out of your way to get there too. That's the real reason why I've only driven by it. I think maybe once since I've moved by. Uh, but when we did drive by the one time, it did not look like it was doing too hot. <laughs> so 
I don't know if it's even still there now. I don't know if they've just decided it, it, it wasn't meant to be. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's why I don't want to drive by. I don't want to. I don't want to get the definitive answer that it's it's officially dead. Scoot. Can't believe you didn't dig it up and bring it with you. Uh, it was talked about. It was talked about. <laughs> we weren't gonna do. We weren't gonna do it. That was already established. Probably had its little roots all running through the ground, all happy and whatnot. Yeah, probably smart. All right, Roush is gonna be hopping on any second now. Do we wait for him to get to a topic? Do we read a couple texts? Yeah, let's read a couple texts. There's a lot of them today. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. One texter on the Thornton's text line says... Don't know where we are. Didn't KSR oh, rip stuff from message boards and rub the old UK media the wrong way when they started? I thought I used to hear Matt talk about that. Oh, yeah, it's best to get this in before Roush hops on. <laughs> uh, yeah, you did, no, I'm kidding about that. But in all seriousness, yes, they've talked about that. Uh, that was, like like I said with Tristan Ferris, he's not the not the first one to kind of take that model. He won't be the last one to do it. Um, yeah, mm. there's other people in media that have done the exact same thing he's done it, but not been nearly as, quote-unquote, apologetic about it. But I guess that kind of brings brings it up. Uh, and maybe we'll hit a pause on it almost instantly because Roush now is on with us. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm uh, I'm doing well. I had a good morning. Uh, Duke was excited to go to school, so it was very cute. It was very cute. Um, um, but yeah, he's he's going to the old halls. That uh, I still got some trophies. Some, my name on a couple trophies over there. So there we go. Wow. Getting some goals, some aspirations. Yeah. Did you cry, Roush? Uh, I did not, no. Good for you. No. Uh, I did get maybe a little emotional thinking about it last night, but did not get teary-eyed or anything today. So, yeah, he's just really cute, ready to rock and roll. And Well, uh, good. Well, good. You're a good yeah. dad for doing it. Yeah, I appreciate you all holding down the fort, but I was getting antsy listening to you all discuss things without me. Um, it's just my nature. <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess – so I guess – did the texture just bring up Ferris? Because we can just mention it briefly before moving on, because it was the talk of the media horde yesterday. And yeah. I just, there was lots of people who came up and like, heard you, you said something yesterday. And I was like, oh, did I? I, um, I hope I wasn't, was I, was it, did you like it? Was it good? Was it bad? Um, but um, I did at least reach out and be like, I, I, this whole thing, media fights are, are fun because, it's just drama. We haven't had a good one in a while. Uh, but I i mean, I told him, I was like, hey, uh, I got suspended from even going to practice opportunities for my first week because I broke rules. Now, I did it unknowingly, but nobody remembers that because it was 10 years ago. So just like lay low and grind and, you'll, and people will get over it. Like they will. Um, and hopefully he does that. Hopefully he... Um, just lays loads and grinds and doesn't take any more people off, but he's definitely a mark man right now. So it's just, that's just how it's going to be. Um, so even if it's close to borderline stealing or whatever, he's got a reputation and he's going to have to work to, to get rid of it. So, but if he just keeps doing what he's doing, providing UK info and content, and there is a market for that, that is like, I think ethically okay to, Hey, this person on Instagram posted this, I'll, you guys follow me to see UK news. Here's what was posted on Instagram. He's doing a better job citing. 
Um, I do agree a little bit with Chris Fisher, and I've said this isn't about Tristan. This is about thousands of people on the internet. Like a good old-fashioned retweet's okay. Um, and Roush, you know how I feel about it. Like even you can you can retweet a competitor, folks. Like if you really care about your user getting right information and you want to be a go-to source for information, sometimes other people have information. It's okay to do that stuff. I think we all need to be more willing to share other people's work more frequently than we already do. But he seems to already ma be making conscious efforts to credit people, tag them in tweets. I'm all I'm 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 cool with Tristan Ferris. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, hopefully, like Roush said, he'll learn from this stuff. And it, it's not all that big of a deal off the get go. Just like all this because he filmed or he you know he cropped a. Who was it? Barry on Brown golf swing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you know, at the end of the day, this is kind of small potatoes, but it obviously was something that was building up. Yes, again, yes. Chris Fisher wasn't wrong. It was like, you know, people, whether unintentional, intentional, whatever it may be, you, and Roush, I think he said he's got, he's got, he's a marked man. Like people kind of look at him as somebody that's already doing that. Um, but just don't do it anymore. Just mm -hmm. move forward. Just move past it and move on. Uh, and he'll be okay. I will say, we got we got Tristan. We got to quit with the really really long tweets. They're too yeah. Long. Well, they're too long, but it's also he he knows the algorithm likes really long tweets. But like you can just add more information or not. Like they don't. Not everyone has to be three paragraphs. I, um, we just the the like the we don't need the the long we don't need the long apology tweets. What you're doing is fine. Just keep doing it. And if you feel you know if you if you back your work, then just keep keep grinding. And I think yeah. he does, and I think he'll be fine. And that's we weren't trying to be kind of in the middle of it, but we talk about things in UK world. That was a thing in the UK world. A big so one. We were, yeah. we were going to obviously all, bring it up. All everybody was talking about at the pre media scrum yesterday. Um, so, um, but nevertheless, I was excited to hear what you all were talking about in hour number one because to the person who direct messaged uh, the sports soccer and asked this scenario. Uh, congrats, buddy, because that's that's how I got married. It's how I met my wife. So, wow, well done. Get the wedding bells out. It's happening, baby. Like that Coming scenario, this Saturday. Like that scenario? <laughs> the only thing that's different is it was a UK UofL basketball watch party. So, like, very similar, but just we didn't go to the actual game. Um, and it's also similar in that it, I, guess, I guess it was like a 1 o'clock CBS Saturday for that game. So, like, we got to do the whole fort, and then there was a decent amount of pressure because I had been chatting with her previously, and uh, my buddy had been really putting her up to it. Um, but, yeah, no, it was great because, uh, like, we hung out, farted during the game, and then you had kind of the after party afterwards. Um, and then – but the one thing I disagree with you, I would not, never in a million years plan a dinner because you're already under pressure – you're living in different cities. I was in Lexington. She was in Louisville. So, you know, 90 minute drive. It's not the end of the world to come up for a weekend or anything like that. But uh, there's already going to be plenty of pressure adding a planned dinner when you can. I mean, they're, they're going to have a planned brunch already, probably. Right. So, like, um, yeah, I would I would just hold off because there's going to be ample opportunity to break off, split off. Somebody's probably going to get too drunk at the game and you can just be like, hey, uh, let's just you know, we can go over here and get some food or something, but I, I would just keep it casual, keep it flowing and uh, good things will happen. You got this texture. You got this. That's it. It's also, it's a great pressure free way to like get to know somebody is when you're in a group of mutual friends. That's hilarious that you have a very similar situation. So maybe you should listen to Roush on this one. 
uh, and you all even like to the point where you had had a you'd known each other even before the first interaction uh, that that's an interesting caveat to all this. I don't know, but like, you know, for a noon game, I don't think, I don't know if like alcohol consumption is going to be a major concern. Yeah. I, I, I would just, you know, I, you all mentioned it too. Like you can't, um, you, you can't be the drunk guy. No, but, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's just the, what if the she's the, one. what if she's the drunk girl? Um, I, it depends on the level. So if it's sloppy, you might just know, like, all right, I don't want to deal with this. But like, um, you also don't want to be your square. So there's there's just a fine medium there, a fine medium. Uh, but like you if, would just hope that this moment that you've been kind of anticipating for quite some time that uh, is is in fact enjoyable. Because like I, you know, I didn't. I'm not gonna. I had high expectations going into my sort of uh, date. Uh, if you will, my group date at a UK UVL watch party. Um, I had a little fire, a gasoline thrown on the fire too when my ex showed up. And whoa, yeah, that that made things fun. Uh, so yeah, um, but you know, we found our time to slip away later. Went to the bars, and you know, we were able to have some long time. So it was, it was a little bit of best of both worlds. But yeah, I, I still I disagree with you. I think you. You plan a dinner that you can back out of if the early part doesn't go well. Because oh, they man. need some alone. They need some alone time. Exactly what you're saying. They're not going to yeah, get I, any. I well, and and I don't know uh, logistic like logistic situations make this a little bit more complicated because I don't, you know, tailgating, parking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's not like you're just like trying like, hey, let's get an Uber and go somewhere. Um, that that's the part. That's the only part where I might side with you. Like, hey, uh, maybe we'll go to, I don't even know what a good place to be in Lexington that would be. Like, I always like taking my wife to the lo- local taco. I think that's why she stayed with me, because she loved their brunch there. So, um, so yeah, I was trying but, to think of places when I was doing the hypotheticals, and I could just think of the bars that I used to go to in Lexington. Yeah, Shout out to Saul Good, though, if they're still around in Lexington. I think they are. The, the one thing that is unfortunate is even, I knew the... Well, the rooftop bar in downtown, they used to be the old people's bar, and I can't even think the name of it. But now, like, children are going there. Um, so that that's... Sky Bar? No, it, it's the one that's... Um, Sky Bar was always felt a little silly. I don't think that's, that's changed. No, it's... Um, gosh, this is going to kill me. It's three floors. They had a fire, but they have a, they have a rooftop. And it's really nice. Uh, Bells. Somebody will, somebody will text into the Thornton's text line about Bells. it. Bells is it, yeah. Bells, okay. Yeah. Like, where did I like to eat when I was in Lexington living there? Uh, Charlie Brown's was always great, obviously. Oh, that could be good. Yeah. They had a little, little Charlie yeah. Brown's and uh, CCI night. Like, a good Chevy Chase night. That feels like more adult than, you know, when I was going to Diamonds. You all, you all <laughs> ate food while you were in college? We did, yeah. We I, did. We, right? I didn't have Mostly that luxury. I'd go to Pazos, but that's not there anymore, right? I don't think that. Uh, it's a different. It's it's a different named thing, but I mean the the building is still there, and there's a restaurant. But and then I went to some tavern. What was the name of the tavern? It was like in a neighborhood, not too far oh, from Chevy Chase. You talking about? Oh, oh, that I don't know. 
Um, I was going to say that, that campus pub. I like, I like going to campus pub too. Campus and, pub was fun. Their food wasn't like the best in the world, but it was, it was a good place. Good place. To I, hang out. I thought it was great bar food, but it, you know, like my standards were. Oh, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm not trying <laughs> to, I'm just saying it was like bar food. I, mean, I loved it. We went there frequently and ate their food. It just like these other places that I'm mentioning are had superior food. Uh, but right. I'm so far out of the Lexington game. There's people, there's Lexingtonians listening, and they're just like, you all are idiots. Yep. You gotta, oh, you we're definitely back. big dum-dums. Local uh, taco was great, too. I mean, their food was delicious. I wasn't even like a huge taco guy. So, yeah, mm-hmm. those those would be the spots. Yeah. Those yeah. would be the spots. Yeah. Good luck, t- uh, direct messenger. And, Keep uh, us updated, though. Yeah, I'm we we be, need gonna, to know. I'm going to try to be bringing this up after the first game. The Monday after, or the, I guess the Tuesday after Labor Day. We're going to come back, and we're not going to start with UK Ball State conversation. We're going to start with how your first date went to the Kentucky game. That's going to be most important. Uh, we do have a lot more to get to in hour number two. Roush is going to kind of detail what he's hearing regarding the twins and the recruiting situation from yesterday. We're going to get to the Thornton's text line, which brings up a lot of really fun and good points. It's going to be an exciting hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM. Okay. Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Roush, did you enjoy Taco Tuesday? Uh, I did. Uh, that's the best day to go to Salsaritas is on Taco Tuesday. Um, but if you missed it, don't you worry, folks. Because Salsaritas, it's, it's, it's here for you again today. They're wildly addictive chips. They're fresh-made salsa. TJ, I tried making my own salsa. I enjoyed it. It's, it's no Salsaritas, though. Um, it's no Salsaritas. And I'm going to try to make it spicier, too. I, I just... You gotta you gotta go a little bit more plain Jane for the wife and kids. I'm gonna make it a spicy jar next time in the hopes that it can be as tasty and as flavorful as the salsa at Salsaritas. Salsa's so good, it's why it's in their name. They've got two locations, one in Middletown, that is a drive through, very convenient, and uh, one in St. Matthews. Would be a great outdoor patio lunch day at Salsaritas in St. Matthews. Really would. Yesterday, today, really all week until Sunday, until Scoots is begging for the high 90s to come back into the area. That's right. Come on. Oh, gosh. Suck it, Scoots. But then Scoots raved about how great the weather was yesterday, but then he also wants it to be 100 degrees. I mean, he's just the biggest POS in I just, I just want it to be over 70 degrees. And by the way, TJ, I didn't tell you this when we started the show. Made a huge mistake last night. Kind of kind of slept terrible. And I walk outside this morning, and it's 63 degrees. So having my window open could have changed everything. 
Oh, you didn't you didn't crack that bad boy open? I didn't. No, I, I guess I didn't realize that it was going to be so low last night, or I, I would have had it open, and I probably would have slept like a champion. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a rookie mistake. Uh, but wow, it did got, it got me hankering for the good weather that's right around the corner. Too far away, if you ask me, but right around the corner. And there's a Salsaritas right around the corner if you live in the Louisville area. St. Matthews and Middletown, download the app. Check them out today. They're great. We love them. We love when Roush makes predictions for players to go to UK, although that also was not without some controversy yesterday, Nick Roush. Oh, it was with some controversy too? I enjoyed that. I did not know it came with controversy, but I I did. And when I, if you're a member on uh, KS board, KSR plus, 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 I noted in the opener, like, as soon as I found out they were transferring to Corbin, I was like, well, Vince is going to flip him. I always thought that in the back of my head, uh, but I wasn't, I was going to wait to put in uh, an RPM selection until I got a little bit more concrete information. And uh, the funny thing was, is as I, like, you know, I, talking to some people yesterday, I was like, all right, it, what's, what's roll with this? We're going to, we're going to make this happen. We're going to put in some picks. Um, it was right. I mean, shortly after that, uh, I talked with a recruiting reporter from Michigan last week about their recruitment. So he published it at the same time. Uh, it was just, I don't know. It was from like Tuesday or Wednesday. So I, I hope the Intel wasn't too dated because it came out at the same time, but, um, uh, yeah, feeling, feeling good about where the cat stands for Jacob and Jared Smith. One's a four-star edge. One's a four-star defensive lineman and they're committed to Michigan, but it, Essentially, a lot of this is just will will the KHSAA give them the green light to play in Kentucky? Because as soon as that happens, um, I, I think a, a flip to Kentucky will happen. But it's just all about making sure they're eligible. And a lot of it comes down to uh, just dumb paperwork and the KHSAA being like, okay, yeah, you're good. Uh, because they, I want to say they transferred to this Connecticut prep school when COVID happened. So they get the extra COVID year, but it's all about like, well, did they get used to their COVID waiver? And, you know, it, it comes down to semantics. So hopefully in this gray area, the KHSAA will use a little bit of reason and rationale and make sure the Smith twins can suit up for Corbin this fall uh, on their way to becoming Kentucky Wildcats. And you uh, on Kentucky Roll Call have been hinting that that seemed to be the direction this was going. For a little while, uh, I, I was a little honestly surprised that, like, you know, I, I saw it on Twitter that Nick Roush flips. I was like, I thought everybody had already like come around to that, but I guess people hadn't totally submitted it, right? They, yeah, I, I, not many folks had actually done. I think I, I, I don't think anybody had done any flip picks. I think Roland said he would if he could, but Rivals doesn't do that. Um, but uh, it was nice to see Steve Wiltfong uh, hop on board, like what. When Steve Wolfong's on your side, you know you got the right intel. So he he flipped his pick, uh, I don't know, 8, 9 p.m. last night, along with Brian Doan, who I believe does either the Midwest or Michigan recruiting for 24-7 as well. Very, very good. And make sure that Roush, I, I think, has been all over this from the get-go. And uh, I'm, I was kind of glad to see you get the, the credit yesterday as well for being the first one to kind of start to move on that. but. Justin Rowland, he's saying he still thinks it, it happens, but he, he does think that it it may not be as 
cut and dry as it seems. UK still going to have to recruit really hard. And he mentioned another name for the Twins, An- not Michigan to worry about, another Big Ten school. Nebraska. That's where uh, Jacob officially visited, uh, correct? Yeah. When when did he visit Nebraska? Uh, June. Uh, okay. But you know who else visited Nebraska in June? Who's that? Stone Saunders, Kentucky quarterback commit. So, yeah, I mean, are, are we – do we think Nebraska is going to have some huge year and, like, everybody's going to want to be a part of the Nebraska football program? I'm, I'm much more confident in Kentucky having a ton of success and getting momentum than Nebraska, especially when they're in the state. So, yes, I, I mean, Justin's correct in that, like, just because you flip them doesn't mean, like, it's over. Uh, I mean, if they're willing to flip once, they're willing to flip again. But I, I'm I'm not overly I'm not, I'm not scared of Matt Rule. I'm not scared. You're not scared of the team that was picked to finish fifth in one of the easiest divisions in all of football. No, no, uh, surprisingly not. Uh, which I do think, like Rule will eventually get that thing going in the right direction, uh, just because that's what he's done in college football. I don't think he forgot how to do that. I've said for two or three years in the pros, but like. Yeah, I'm not 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 too worried as of right now. Um, especially here's the other thing you got to think about when you're dealing with twin brothers. When my sisters, when one committed to Northern Kentucky, like the other one, I don't know how sold she was on it, but like she was like, "Okay, well, you're ready to go there. I'll go there too." If if one kind of like Nebraska, but the other one kind of likes another school, but they both like Kentucky, well. Kentucky's got the upper hand because they're going to want to play together. I mean, that's just that's just how things work. So, like, I, I'm not. Well, I, I, it's it's definitely needs to be said that it's it's far from over. Um, Kentucky's got a lot of like they, if if they're especially if they're able to do this now if they're able to flip them now. I mean, neither of those guys use official visits to UK. They'll be on campus that final weekend before National Signing Day. I would expect so, like. They have all the tools to to get this thing locked up solid, um, and a big fall will certainly play a big role in it if the Cats can get it done on the field. What's the What's the deal with Kentucky and Twins? Seems like a lot of Twins have committed lately. Uh, there are. Um, was Anthony Davis, was he the first uh, big Twin recruiting win for UK, TJ, in, I guess in recent memory? Oh, I, I would have no clue about prior. But he was a that was a big one. He had a twin sister, Scoots, that uh, also went I, to UK. Poitras was a twin, if I'm not mistaken. I was thinking more so on the football side of things. You've got the the ones from Nashville, and isn't there yeah, another set the of twins? You got the Wade twins, yeah. And uh, you had Kentucky, the, Blay- you had the Blaylocks back in the day were they oh, twins? Oh man, yeah, uh, yeah, they were twins, and they were uh, uh, ten roof MVPs. Um, nothing wrong with that. Isn't no, there another nothing. set on the team now? Great time. I think it's just the Wade twins. They might have some brothers. Uh, I know. Uh, no, the Dingle brothers. They're brothers. Oh, okay. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, in the instance for Kentucky with the Wades, uh, a lot of schools didn't want Destin to be quarterback. Kentucky's like, Destin, you be quarterback. Come on, Keaton. Let's let's come up here. Uh, and that worked out well. Or seems to be working out well. Keaton's pretty good. We've got uh, switching switching gears here. We've got more more Trent Flowers conversation. The former U of L Cardinal, Cardinal, 
Cardinal, who was in Louisville for like two months, and even for like two of those weeks, he was actually trying out for Team USA. He, earlier this week on Monday, decided, I'm bouncing, I'm out of here, mm-hmm. and I'm taking my talents to Australia. I'm a point guard. Don't let anybody forget it. U of L fans freaked out, but we've got two updates one interesting and fun, the other interesting, not as fun. The interesting and fun one is Trent Flowers went on a podcast with his dad and said that they've tried to call Kenny Payne seven or eight times, and Kenny Payne will not answer their call or call them oh. back. That's interesting. And then Trent Flowers' mom tells Yahoo Sports <laughs> that they've been receiving death threats. Oh, man. That was from, good. That from was disgruntled L fans. Both of these have caused a lot of social media conversations, Roush, and we're going to talk about it right here on Kentucky Roll Call. I, I, uh, I'm sure he's gotten plenty of blowback. I'm also sure his mother is probably overreacting to some of it. Uh, if he got death threats, that's wrong, but I don't think Louisville fans are in a state. Like, I just, I don't. They probably said, like, dude, you're going to suck anyway. Or, But I don't I don't think somebody was like, I'm going to kill you because you left UofL. I don't think that happened. I'm sorry, Mrs. Flowers. I just don't. I'm not buying it. Um, as for Kenny Payne, did they call him? Did they, they let him know before any of this happened? I mean, he basically just, I think they just told him, hey, from what it sounds like, they didn't really give him a chance to talk him out of going to Australia. So why should he take their calls now? Is he going to transfer back to UofL? Like, I, 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 I yeah, I, I mean, I disagree. I disagree with really almost like both of your takes here. Although they're it's their opinions. Like, yeah, answer just answer the phone call. I mean, just call, just answer. And if he says like, I just you know I, I wanted to. Maybe Kenny Payne like find out found out via media social media that he was actually leaving leaving. Like maybe that tweet was well, the first Kenny Payne had heard of it. He, he he did release a statement like 30 seconds before. So like they gave him a five minute heads up before he sent the tweet. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Like I get that that's crappy. You may totally hate this kid. Just answer the phone call and then you can, you know, you can play nice. We talked about it like how we thought it was a probably a bad decision from the people that are guiding Trenton Flowers. And one thing I didn't mention is like Kenny Payne still does have a ton of NBA connections. I, I don't know why you'd want to cross over some. And, and if Trenton Flowers is good enough, obviously it's not like Kenny Payne could keep him out of the NBA or tell teams not to draft him. But if he's kind of like an in-betweener and somebody that could be on a G League, I just don't know why you'd want to tick off somebody with as many NBA connections as Kenny Payne has. But if I'm Kenny Payne, I'm answering the phone call, officially like closing that chapter on the book. Not that, not that I think it's like a terrible look for Kenny Payne that he didn't answer the phone call. I think going four and twenty-eight is a much worse look. But I found that interesting. And then with the death threats, I was listening to U of L radio a little bit yesterday, and they they just crack me up. They're like little bubble world that they live in. Rash, I do agree with you that, like, do I think that there were U of L fans that were just flat out saying, like, I'm going to kill you? No, I don't. Were they probably getting some stuff that crossed the line, was a little creepy, a little too much? 
I don't doubt that because that's social media and that's just people, unfortunately, as terrible as it is. But this is the same fan base that like totally ranted and raved and celebrated UK fans making an ass of themselves with John Higgins, who did cost UK a national championship. But they were convinced that like UK fans, evil, bad people, they sent death threats to John Higgins. And then on the flip side, they're they're the same people. There's no way U of L fans would ever do that. We don't have a history of doing that. Says the fan base of a player or the fan base that sent a tweet to a UK player of a teddy bear with a gun to its head. Like you do have a history of this stuff. But the people that want to kind of lump fan bases in all together are some of just like the biggest goobers out there. Yes, there are U of L fans that take things too far. The fact that there's U of L media that think that that is an impossible scenario is just hilarious. Like, yeah, you all have dumb people too. Kentucky does, and they did. And the John Higgins stuff kind of fell in line with that, Roush, where like it wasn't phone calls to John Higgins saying like, I know where you live and I'm going to come get you. That wasn't the case. It was more like it'd be a shame if you were up on your roof and something happened, which is terrible to do and just taking things incredibly too far and it's pathetic more than anything else. But in like the context of quote unquote death threats, eh, eh. but regardless, everybody's chill out. Like, you know, he, he wanted to go to Australia. It seems like a really dumb decision and it seems like uh, it's terrible news for U of L. Same with some UK fans with Shaden Sharp. It was just like, yeah, it stinks for us, but I don't need to rant and rave about what to do or what not to do. 98, 99% of people know how to operate social media. It's the 1% that kind of gives these fan bases a bad look. But in reality, we need to stop doing that. Like, we need to stop looking at moral superiority over fan bases based on what they do or do not do. So I bet the Flowers probably received some tweets and DMs and stuff like that that they did not want to, to receive. Did it go as far as they're alleging? Well, if it did, let's, you know, send those to the proper authorities and let's get those people arrested. Same with, you know, the John Higgins situation. Same with some of these other stuff that goes on at other fan bases as well. And credit to U L, they said as much to the Flowers. Like, hey, if this is happening, that's, that's totally not okay. But, you know, go to the police. So we'll see if anything comes from that. Yeah, I um, I think I might be maybe coming around, though, that I, I, I might be thinking my initial take on Kenny Payne might be wrong, too. No, like, Roush, no. I was with you on that. I, well, here's the thing, Scoots, is I, I want, like, I want him to um, – like where I and from my perspective, I'm like, punk ass seventeen year old ain't gonna talk to me. But also, what's it gonna hurt? And but you have, I mean, he's not exactly in a comfortable situation where he can afford to be all high and mighty. I mean, he won four games last year, so like he probably shouldn't get. He can't afford to get anything. He can't give it, people any more reasons to talk bad about him right now. And he's he's doing that by not answering this kid's phone. Well, I mean, I was I was with you on the initial take because it's there is really nothing to gain from it. And you said it best. I mean, what's he gonna do? Come back to Louisville? That's not gonna happen. So for me, yeah, I don't I don't know how much a phone call would do. 
There, it also maybe crossed like I am ninety-seven percent sure that this is not the case, but at least it crossed my mind. People forget that he also Trin Flowers reclassified. Like I, I do wonder, and like it was a week before school was starting at U of L. I do wonder if he had some grade issues, but then he probably wouldn't have been on campus if they had had those grade issues, and he very well could have already been in some summer classes as well. But it, it, it's just weird to. Uvo was in a decent spot with him when he was a 2024 recruit. Then he reclassified, which I always, you know, with kind of like four fringe four and five star players that reclassify, I'm always a little skeptical about what they're going to do their freshman year. They can be really good, but they also can kind of stink and look like high school seniors trying to play college basketball. So I was like skeptical about what it exactly would mean for U of L and their outlook going into the season to begin with. But he did kind of come out of nowhere, reclassified, commits to U of L, says all the right things about wanting to like turn around the program, and they're not in it for the four wins; they're in it for the relationships. And then a week before school starts, you leave to go to to Australia of all places, like an option that was on the table for you probably before you ever even reclassified. And now is the timing of doing it. Something's up with the whole thing. And that's, a, like, UL fans are convinced Kenny Payne's not going to work out, and understandably so. He's not going to. But let's say, like, things were going okay at UofL. This is sometimes can be, like, a sign of a crack or something, something's up. And I, I do. I think something's maybe up. Did he not like – I mean, he obviously probably didn't like the way he was being used. He wouldn't have whined about the point guard stuff so much. But did he also think the team was just going to stink? Like getting to the NBA at U of L should be easier than getting to the NBA in Australia. It's <laughs> yeah, not even a hot take. Be. Yeah, so something's up with this whole thing. I can't quite put my finger on well, it. But I, and I, I didn't listen to his thirty-minute conversation on that podcast, and I, I, I wonder if he's airing any dirty laundry. I, I like if there was something specific he could point to. Yeah, um, he did delete that like point guard tweet, which probably uh, you know. Not, it probably wasn't the best look to say that you're you're decommitting, going to Australia, and then your next uh, within minutes being like, and let's get it straight that I'm a point guard now. Like, all right, little fella, you're a point guard. That's fine. People who get worked up about positions also kind of goobers. But, yeah. Oh, big time losers. Uh, and they they've been there in the history of sports, really, Roush. Like, I'm sure you probably knew some kids growing up that in football or basketball said, I'm this position, or maybe even baseball. I'm this position. I'm not playing anything else. It's like, all right, all right, buddy. You do that. Oh, um, I get, yeah, yeah. Come on, positionless basketball, 21st century. Yeah, exactly. Let's get to a few texts here on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. But do want to remind folks that the Big X Scramble is going to be September 1st at Elk Run. It's going to be a good time. We're going to be doing the show out there. Come say hello to us. And then we will be on our way to play in the scramble shortly after the show ends, right around 9.15. Shotgun start. You can email bigxscramble at yahoo.com to lock in your spot today. You do not need to pay. You, you'll Well, you will need to pay. At, this is not a free scramble. Let's just rewind this. You don't need to pay till you get to the course. So I've had a lot of emails saying, you know, do I do, do you have Venmo info and this sort of stuff? I do. You're free to just Venmo me if you want to Venmo me. But you'll pay at the course when you get there. A couple of reminders would be that I've got now the dog tap dancing ahead of me. 
A couple of reminders. Um, if you get there like right at nine, the, the line to pay could be kind of long. So you may want to space that out. Secondly, I got an email yesterday of somebody saying, can you send me a copy of the rules for the scramble? Not really that kind of scramble. Uh, like we're, th this is a, we do have prizes for the winner, but like this is a more laid back fun yeah, scramble. We're, we're golfing, having a good time. Yeah, they, they wanted like a, a copy of the rules for the scramble. I was like, that's hilarious. We definitely it's, don't have a copy of rules for the scramble. Of rules? What do you They're mean? Like, it's a golf scramble. Like, do they think we've got – I mean, I, I know there's some where they'll have like different holes where there's gimmicks, but golf scramble rules, what do you mean? Like, don't cheat. That's the rule. Like, I, I kindly – get four shots at <laughs> each ball. Like, I kindly replied and was like, Women hit from the women's tee, seniors from the senior tee. The rest will be hitting from from a, a certain tee box. Or, you know, I don't know what they are out there at Elk Run. Are they white or blue or whatever? Scoots would know better. Uh, you've got white and blue, and then I think there's a gold as well behind the blue. So, in all likelihood, I would think, and I want to say we played them last year, probably play the blues. Okay, they're different in Louisville for the colors than they are in southern Indiana. But, yeah, you'll just hit from the tees that, like, you're normally playing – uh, it's we're not having any sort of two-putt rule on the green or anything like that. We'll announce the rules when we get out there, but it's going to be a really fun day. We'd love to see you. Email bigxscramble at yahoo.com. I got an email from somebody that said uh, from a David Paget. You don't think it's the U of L David Paget, do you? Oh, that'd be fun. The email is like, I, I, I put me down for a foursome. I want to get out there and meet you goobers. Do you think David Padgett wants to come beat us up? You know what? I bet it's Scott's brother. Mm. That's probably who it is. Another the, other, the more famous Padgett in Love the state it. of Kentucky. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope so. Well, well we look forward to seeing you, Mr. David Padgett. Uh, Texter on the Thornton sex line says, this is Jamie Shaw's who can win a title article. What is with these national guys in the point guard position for the Cats? And here's what Jamie Shaw said. He did say that Kentucky can win a title, so that's good news. He says, the elephant in the room is the question at point guard. Is Reed Shepard ready? Can Robert Dillingham or DJ Wagner play the position? Those are real questions, but talented players tend to figure it out, and they're talented. Yeah, I mean, that's just a whole nothing like statement. But um, I don't think it's an elephant in the room at all. I would I would mention, you know, the seven-footers with the broken feet as the the – is the elephant in the room. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe that's just like a narrative they developed on the recruiting trail. But, like, um, uh, I, I guess we, we can just do it the next break. Um, but, like, the whole Goodman thing where it's like, I don't – DJ Wagner is not a point guard. He's a scoring guard. Well, so was John Wall. So was Brandon Knight. Didn't John Wall also break Kentucky's assist record, um, single-season assist record that was then broken by Tyler Hearing Hughes Jeff a few Goodman. years later? Hearing Which, Jeff Goodman talk about point guards made everybody listening so much significantly dumber. I'm not sure if we're getting any of those yeah. brain cells back it, if we live till 2300. It's like, well, if you want a point guard who can't score, look what Severe Wheeler did for the last year, two years at the University of Kentucky. Like that, that worked out well. So yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I, I guess it's just like it, it got start. I, my th thing is, is it was a groupthink thing that started on the recruiting trail when guys are talking around. They're like, ah, I just don't know if Dillingham's a point guard. I don't know if Wagner's a point. Like that, that's where it started, and it's just festered, and now it's turned into just a big pile of poop.
And then, like, the same breath, he's talking about Kansas's point guard. And, and he's a little different because he can't shoot. He has a tough time shooting. So what do you want from your point guard, Jeff? What, like, do you – and then he goes on to say, my thing about DJ Wagner was that he's not a top-five player in college basketball. What? Like, just trying to follow your logic that they're not – you got point guard concerns because none of them are real point guards. But Dillingham and Wagner, they may not be able to play together because they both need the ball in their hands too much. Uh, you say that UK also doesn't have any superstars, but then you say DJ Wagner may not be a top five player. Oh, no. If he's number six, does that make him a college basketball superstar? He also raved about how much he loved Justin Edwards and, and Bradshaw. And his con injury concern questions about Bradshaw are totally fair. It's things that we've been saying on KRC, ever since they happened, anybody with a brain is concerned about bigs with injuries. But his whole basis of why he's concerned about UK is a point guard position where he thinks there may be too many playmakers. And, and I love, and, and Jack, and I, I don't think that was like the most riveting conversation that I've ever heard in my life. Um, but I do think that Jack and Sean did a good job. They took this strategy. I, I don't know if they intentionally did this or not. It may have just worked out with the format that way. And I, it was nice to hear Jeff just like actually not interrupt people and you know hear a sentence and then comment and not be interrupted while he was commenting as well. It was a nice format, but it almost seemed like Jack and Sean just killed Jeff with a long form conversation just to let Jeff kind of show his ass a little bit. Like the more he talked, the more you're just like, well, this dude is is clueless. And then Jack would bring up all the assists dating back from like high school, AAU, and then even throwing in the global jam where it's like these dudes can pass. Look, they have a history of being able to pass, having better assist to turnover ratios. And Goodman, uh, just seeing him like try to wiggle for excuses of, of nonsense, really. I mean, just complete and total nonsense. Um, and then he, he went in on the luck argument as well, which just uh, such a dumb argument that he can't seem to back up off of. Yeah, I'm just mad at myself for not giving Jack the like. So did Indiana get lucky with Mbako? Should have, should have, should have gave him that ammunition to put in the clip. Um, oh yeah, I mean that you. Uh, it's the exact same thing. It, so it, is, it, is Louisville just unlucky? It's like no, this is how basketball works now. Rosters aren't set until the game start, and then even then they might not be. And like, Kentucky, when, and Trey Mitchell, when that stuff happened at West Virginia, UK, it was the only place he could go, I guess. No other school wanted this player that that Goodman admitted was such a great addition. Nobody else wanted him. He was just a freebie for Kentucky. No work involved at all to try to get him to go there. And then his Antonio Reeves stuff is hilarious, that like UK forced him to stay. They got lucky by him staying. They <laughs> got lucky by the NCAA oh, rules. No, no, no. It's okay. Also, the first and foremost, I did laugh when he was like, "Does anybody just want to take classes in their spare time?" Um, to like I, that that line made me laugh. But it's even funnier thinking that like Antonio Reeves thought he could just take more classes at Indiana, Illinois State, and graduate. Like that's not how that's not how this works. You just don't like you just don't freelance your classes. Now, granted, when my dad went to UK, he got a general education degree because you could just if you if you amassed is enough credit hours, then you just they gave you a diploma. But that's that's not how things work anymore. Not how things work anymore. It's just hilarious. Like UK got lucky, so I can't 
reward them with good offseason grades because in reality they were they they it should have been bad. I also love how he's talking about how UK would be so terrible if they didn't get Reeves and Trey Mitchell back. It's like, oh, I would not love the situation whatsoever, but you still would potentially have like three lottery picks in the starting lineup. It'd still be a team, I think, that could be somewhat interesting. But thank goodness that they do get those guys. You get experience. You get one of the best returning scorers in the SEC. Um, Of course, Goodman didn't bring up Reeves playing a little point guard himself in like a worst-case scenario, even if – I I even try to put myself in like Goodman's shoes where it's like, let's just assume that maybe he's – like let's just go down the scenario where he's right and Wagner can't play point guard. It's like, what would that even look like? Like Wagner just turning the ball over a ton, unable to handle pressure where he's just oh, his, his point guards. Like, never right. seen that before. Yeah. It's like, I can't imagine that happening. Like that is the scenario that Goodman's talking about. And I can't imagine that happening. But if it does, can Dillingham not do those things? Well, then uh, I don't know if Dillingham's a good enough scorer. Okay, keep moving the goalpost. Could Reed Shepard do those things? And at a minimum, we saw Antonio Reeves play that position in a hostile road environment in a game that UK looked like one of their best they did an entire season. I think they're going to be all right at point guard, Jeff. They've got enough options, but you keep it's just it's just like wishful thinking. Uh, he talks I mean, about how good this UK team could be if it all clicks. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I could not roll my eyes anymore when he was like, and this is going to be a group where if it clicks, it could be a good team. But they're freshmen. The freshmen. Like, we went back in time to 2006 and we're like hearing the freshmen can't win in basketball debate. You know, the reason we haven't heard it in a while is because there haven't been a team full of dominant freshmen in a while. But has there been a team full of dominant freshmen that has just completely and totally pooped the bed? Maybe the closest thing would be the 2014 Harrison team that ended up going to the national championship game. I, I would even maybe say Zion's team, but they went to the Elite Eight. They went to so. the Elite Eight, and they were maybe fortunate to get there. They were on the ropes in Route Two, but they still but, went they, to the Elite they, Eight. And they know? weren't they weren't great throughout the year. Like they had like I mean I think they ended up winning the ACC, but it wasn't it wasn't flawless. It was uh, well done to Jack and and Sean. They never really had like a gotcha moment, but they just kind of let Jeff bury his own grave with his logic over the course of 45 minutes or 50 minutes but it was nice hearing Jeff kind of be calm and not scream at people so step in the right direction there we're going to take our last break come back do nothing but Thornton's text line on the way out on your Wednesday hump day edition of Kentucky Roll Call and Big Exports Radio Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse through the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I'm going to take my horse through the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black. Got the bushes black to match. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Shady Rays, if something happens to your Shady Rays that you buy, if you you lose them, you break them, you just want the order, 
They make it easy to get the order sent right back to you. Brand new, two for one, basically, with a small processing fee. At ShadyRays.com, you'll save even more money when you use promo code BIGX for 25% off at checkout. ShadyRays.com. We love them. Best sunglasses in the planet. Started right here in Kentucky. A company that just basically does a buy one, get one as their base model. You would think, how are they successful? Well, they are. It's because people just like buying quality sunglasses that they know they get a little insurance policy with. And that's why they're so popular. Over 250,000 five-star reviews at Shady Rays. Com. Get your text in, 502-414-1450. Probably a few things that we've missed on today's show, but maybe they'll be brought up on the text line. And if not, we can always talk about them on a Thursday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. What text do we got here next? Uh, we have a texter. I'd be pretty says, shocked in football if we started 4-0 and we weren't ranked. I think that's 50-50. No, that, that'll happen. You think if yeah, Kentucky, I mean, three wins over nobodies and then one win over Vanderbilt, you think think would be enough to get in the top 25? Yeah, everybody else is going to lose a game or two. So, yeah. Other teams okay. are going to win games and better wins than what Kentucky's going to so rank up in that. You're like 30th right now, though. So you're not that far off. I know. Get there. I, and, then, I, and they're going to, and this is the thing, too, that's going to be weird, TJ. Um, I think Kentucky's going to house some of these teams last year. Kentucky didn't score more than 31 points in a game. I would imagine that Kentucky will average 42 points in the first three games of the season. Well, that's where I agree with the texter where I think it'd be a no-brainer is if you just absolutely annihilate everybody and Leary's putting up big numbers to the point where like national people kind of have to pay attention a little bit. But I think just kind of ho-hum, you know, anywhere from 14 to 24-point wins – I don't think it's a guarantee that that moves a needle enough for a top 25 matchup against Florida, potentially. But we'll see. Let's just hope that they get there. Just beat Vanderbilt, too. Let's not forget about yep. that. Yep. Got to do that. Got to take care of business. Um, another texture on the Thornton sex on says the debate was basically Goodman just repeating his talking points, but he seems slightly more likable, son of a bitch. And that that is that's what he does well. He's very affable. Uh, you know, I was I was in the uh, KS office when Stephen Peake was producing, and he came on before and was yucking it up. I mean, Goodman's just he. That's how he's cultivated sources over the years. He's a likable guy. Um, when you when you get him in person, that's just how he rolls. He did he did detail the the Calipari rift, and I love like that he's got all those stories, and then he's just able to be like, "But we're all good now. Everything's glossed over now." This guy tried to get me fired, according to Jeff Goodman, and he's not even 100% sure about that, but he believes that to be the case. This guy tried to get me fired, but, oh, I can judge him fairly now. Okay. okay. I also like that he's like, I had Eric Bledsoe's transcripts, but I would never reveal those. I just confirmed it. <laughs> Which, by the way, like, all of the – it's so funny how uh, the Thamel stuff, like – Thamel did that, but, like, totally got the blindside stuff wrong. Same thing with, uh, like, Wright Thompson just, like, ran with Johnny Manziel coming from oil money. And, like, that was just a total lie. It's like, oh, maybe. Well, uh, Roush, I got some bad news about journalists these days. (laughs) They're not good. Uh, They're not good. What is your all-time favorite video game, says one texter. Feels like Call of Duty has to be up there. 
This one for me is uh, is so simple. Give me Grand Theft Auto all day, every day, twice on Sundays. Oh man, yeah, I don't. I just mentioned it the other day. That Rome video game, I loved it so very much. It was so much fun. Uh, besides that, though, just give me good old fashioned college football. Yeah, Halo, I, Halo was really fun, and college. F- FIFA and college was the most fun multiplayer game. But uh, actually, no, the correct answer: NBA Street Volume Two. That was, a great, that was a great game. Yeah, that that it was, was a great game. that was wonderful. Yeah, NFL Street was also fun. The Street franchises were underrated, uh, and let's just not good forget about good old fashioned Mario Kart on N sixty four. Um, yeah, yeah, that, I think that's goaded. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's always just a good old fashioned blast. A texter says, "What's your all's biggest flaw as a student in school?" I talk too much. I was just that's I just couldn't keep my mouth shut. But uh, everything else, pretty good. I think I got two B's in 12 years. Scoots? <laughs> two B's in 12 years. Um, I was thinking about this when this text came in. I, I really can't come up with anything. The only thing I can really come up with is I've always kind of tried to be the funny guy throughout my entire life. Or I guess I really haven't tried. It just kind of comes natural. But there were times in high school where I would say a joke that I thought was hilarious and other people would think was hilarious. But to the person it was directed to, a lot of times it didn't come off as funny. So I I would say something along those lines. I think you're a funny guy. Not it, and it was never in like a mean and intended to be mean way. It was always supposed to be funny, but there there were a couple instances I could think of where the person that was getting joked on took offense to it, and I felt bad and had to apologize. But yeah, that's that's really all. I mean, I I didn't have a whole lot of flaws in in school. Uh, well, it's nice that you apologize though, and it's nice that you realize it at, at this juncture in your life. Uh, I would you probably just be studying for tests. Like, you give me homework, you tell me to write a paper, I'm doing all those things. You tell me we have a test and to just kind of study on your own, I'm, I'm just, I wasn't going to probably do it. If it, like, if I needed something substantial or hard evidence, I was going to turn it, I was going to turn it in, I was going to do the work. But if it was something that was just like, do it yourself and we'll see if you did it or you didn't do it based on your test. I just felt like I could always just, either critical think my way through a test, just a process of eliminations via answers. Um, but I wasn't always the best test taker because I just hated studying. So that would be my biggest flaw to answer your text, texter on the text line. Nah, who needs to study for tests? I, I, I got more than two Bs though. So I can, me, I guess. Me, I probably <laughs> need to study for more tests. Hey, I got, I got fine grades, but I really probably would have gotten great grades if I did better on Steve. tests. But yep. just, yeah. Uh, had to draw my line in the sand somewhere. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here with a question for Roush. Do you know if Chase Couch has a committable offer or has Kentucky just flirted with him? Yeah, no, they did the thing where they um, offered him to, like, gain some attention. Uh, he's probably going to end up at Marshall. Um, he's, he's Yeah, he's a little bit lower level. That So that would answer your question, Brad from Bellbrook. Don't think also, he's got quite the juice to, to be a SEC Power 5 edge. One of the clips with his interview with KSR that didn't get nearly as much people talking about is the fact that he said, like, yeah, I don't, I don't keep up with basketball a ton. Imagine you being so good at a sport that you averaged 40 points per game, could have gone anywhere you wanted in the country to play said sport, 
and 20, 30 years later, you just don't keep up with it. You just don't Pre- keep up with it. You just, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in it. Like that, the equivalent of that is being a better than a scratch golfer, but being better at, at you know, baseball. And then 20 years later, somebody saying, what, what do you think about all this live stuff? Oh, I don't, I mean, I'll, I'll catch a hole here or there, but I, I don't really keep up with golf anymore. W- what? Like, it, it is so hard for me to wrap my brain around somebody being so unbelievably talented at something and then just being, like, it being a complete afterthought to it. I, I Like, I still can't even wrap my brain around it. There are people that are, like, good, hardly good at anything, and they hold on to it for 120 years. You got this dude who was one of the best basketball players in that part of the state, in the history of that part of the state, and he's just, yeah, yeah, I'll catch a game here or there. It's crazy. It is so wild to me. Uh, but he's, that's just how big of a freak he was at multiple sports. That was wild. I could not believe yeah. that that was just like glossed over, that he doesn't keep up with a sport anymore that he was once just so good at. I don't have a strong opinion on Tristan Ferris's tweet. I just think it's funny his response to people questioning him sound like old Civil War letters. Dearest Chris, sending the best to you and your loved ones. <laughs> I agree. I, I agree that he needs to keep the long-form text down a little bit. It, it, just because, like... Especially on replies, because, like, you know, it's, like it's a, dope, a It's like a dope protest too much. Listen, yeah, if, yeah. You, if you feel like you didn't do anything wrong, say, hey, there was a misunderstanding here. I'm going to continue to be better at this stuff. But here's what happened, and like, you know, we're we're moving past it. Sounds like him and Maggie hashed it all out, though. Everything's good. Everybody just move on and let everybody be nice to each other. Kirby says, "I love Jack and Sean. They do a great job, and I know Goodman was doing a favor to come on their podcast, but they let him off the hook a lot on his BS. Good listen either way, and I think Goodman took a veiled shot at Old Terry. Yeah, people think that it was regarding when he said there was somebody I don't even know who he was who said." Jeff Goodman doesn't think UK has a point guard. And he goes on just to like very not answer the question at all. I mean, his his stance on UK's point guard takes were just awful. I mean, they're just terrible. They're too DJ Wagner's too explosive. He's too impactful to be a point. Like, what? What does that stuff even mean? And then, of course, re- refuses to bring up just as a worst case, last case scenario, like. Reeves, at a minimum, could probably play point guard for UK, and UK would be okay. It would be more than okay. I just don't get it. But Kansas is solid. He has Kansas ranked number one, but their point guard, he admits, has some flaws because he can't score, but UK's point guards can score too much. Whoa. Losing brain cells again. Uh, Kirby says, he's so full of crap, he still rides the, if Cal didn't get these players, they would suck. Well, no crap, bub. If Cal would have... Have got the other dogs if he didn't get Mitchell and Reeves, you moron. That's a whole other thing about the Reeves situation. Like, they got lucky in that. What if they didn't get lucky at all and they knew that the guy had nowhere else to go and at the end of the day, they just kind of had to remind him that, like, hey, we get it, you may not want to play with these freshmen, but you the reason why this has all been quiet on our end is because, like, we thought you knew you, you cannot go. You will not be eligible to play elsewhere. Which, by the way, Roush, you're hearing more and more players being ruled ineligible for not meeting the transfer criteria. Yeah, they're not just like handing out waivers like 
like candy, candy anymore. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're still pretty loose with it, but it's not just like a, a total and complete free for all. The UK got the Cal got lucky. So we can't give them credit stuff is just so dumb. I mean, it, it's almost as dumb as the point guard conversation. And then when you start to piece all that stuff together, it's just like, why are we, you know, you just got to kind of disregard all the stuff he's saying regarding UK. Cause over that long form conversation, he just, he showed that he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like if I went on an NFL show, I could BS the NFC North for 10 minutes, 20 minutes maybe. But if these interviewers kept kind of poking and prodding like Jack and Sean did over the course of an hour, at the end of it, I would probably just sound stupid. And I think that's what happened here with Jeff at the end of, of that. So well done to Jack and Sean. Catching up on the podcast, your all show makes me want to take a kid that's in need as long as he's at least a four or five star. Oh, there's more drama there. Supposedly... Michael Orr went to the family and asked for $15 million in hush money. So this is going to get ugly, folks. This is going to be Ooh, like he said, I, she said, and a back yeah, and forth I, there. I didn't see that part. I love the quote that the dad gave to uh, the Memphis newspaper where he was like, we were under the impression they couldn't take him unless he was a part of the family, which is just like, okay, because they only signed five-star recruits that are family members of boosters. Like, that, there might have been an easier way to pay him to go there under the table but like oh for sure yeah. yeah like there's um the one quote i saw i don't know so uh sean tui jr sj is all grown up and he was on barstool the day after it happened i don't know does he do media stuff now like i don't I don't know what that relationship is or was but he was just like i just feel really bad that this is all gonna have to pay out in public because yeah it's gonna get it's gonna get ugly it's gonna get nasty oh that's absolutely true uh, and that does kind of stink. I, I, you know, I don't think I, maybe this family just had nefarious intent off the jump and saw a paycheck. Um, but I can't imagine the entire family was on board with that. So this is going to be this going to be tough. It's You're right. I've got my tickets to Atlanta book. The cats are going 12 and 0 without a doubt in my mind. But just in case they don't, which team outside of Georgia, Bama and Tennessee worries you all the most to spoil our perfect season? Thanks, South Georgia Wildcat. Uh, I hate the the timing of the South Carolina road game. I'd say that one. Um, yeah, yeah. And you kind of got to say Mississippi State. I think a, a good conversation, though, is like we could spend a lot of time. I, I can't figure out what the conquer might be for this season. Because there's going to be – because he's going to beat a team they shouldn't, they're going to lose to a team they shouldn't. I'll tell um, you right now who it's going to be, Roush, because I said it on Spears yesterday. Kind of a hot take. Kentucky gets it done versus Alabama this year. Heard it yeah, here but first. Who do, they lose, who do they lose to, though? Uh, that they South Carolina would be a good bet. Yeah. The only thing is, is South Carolina is really thin, too. They're going to be beat up in November. So, I don't know. I could also see Florida, um, even though I don't think Florida is just – I don't think they have the Jimmies and Joes. That could be a – that would be one that would be really frustrating. So, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to try to assess that out today. Graham Mertz ain't coming into the Krogue and making enough throws to beat UK. If they can just kind of annihilate UK on the ground, then they'd have a chance. But I don't think you're doing that against this UK front seven. So you're right. going to need Mertz just to be patient and try to pick apart a Stoops defense for four quarters. And I'm going to yeah, take advantage to Stoops defense <laughs> in that one. But that's why it's so hard to, to come to a conclusion. It really is. Um, but you, you just, as a fan, we're conditioned to think that um, and who knows, maybe just like losing to Tennessee, Tennessee, maybe Tennessee stinks and Joe Milton's bad, but then the volleyball player comes in and saves the day and Kentucky ends up losing that way. 
That's football. It's tough yeah. to predict. As the resident KRC UFO guy, I feel like it's my duty to uh, to bring up on a great wacky Wednesday topic. Have you guys heard about the Peruvian face peelers? Apparently, over the yes. last month, locals in a small Peruvian village have been reporting attacks by seven foot tall aliens with armor and yellow eyes. It's been all over the local news in Peru, and the stories have made their way to Twitter. There are several videos circulating showing alien-like figures in the shadows, and a man was pulled from a riverbank with his face literally gone. Pretty wild stuff. So if you look it up, um, if you do any Googling, they'll say, well, authorities say that it was just gold mi- illegal gold miners. And you're like, okay, that would make sense. Like They would want to create terror to try to uh, mine some gold out of there. But the crazy part is, is the authorities also said that uh, because a big part of this is that they're flying away and a guy said he shot one twice and they fly away and then you can see like red dots on their heels. So it looks like they're using the authorities admitted that they're using like jetpack technology and it's like, wait, wait, wait. So these illegal miners have jetpack technology to fly through the woods in Peru. Uh, okay. Uh, I believe you. <laughs> That's great. I've not heard or seen any of this. And I'm usually kind of in the loop with some of that stuff. So uh, we have, we'll have to spend more time on it tomorrow. We're out of time for today. Uh, wild. Are we leaving with Peru, Peruvian face stealers when we return on tomorrow's Kentucky Roll Call? We've got a ton of text we can get to. We did a bad job with that today. Trivia Thursday. We'll with Corey Pri- yeah, we yeah. will. Trivia Price or Trivia Price. Corey Price, Trivia Thursday. We'll have a good time with that. Uh, I think he's got some high school theme trivia. So let your high school buddies know to listen in to Big X Sports Radio. 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and the best producer in radio, Justin Kalen. Have a great Wednesday. All along the waterfall with you.